you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the 2012 NFL Draft, and the future stars of fantasy football are on display. Deep drop by Luck, airs it out. Montgomery's wide open at the five. He'll score. Touchdown. A perfect strike from Andrew Luck. Touchdown, Alabama. Trent Richardson again. Three for him today. Griffin takes the snap, fakes a handoff to him. Going deep. Center of the field for Kendall Wright. Oh, he's got it. Touchdown. Robert Griffin to Kendall Wright. Weed fires down the middle. Justin Blackman wide open at the two. He'll score. Touchdown. Quarter out to Jeffrey. Caught the wall. Turned in. Touchdown, Carolina. Touchdown, Alshon Jeffrey. David Wilson at the three. Goes airborne and scores. A tremendous run for Wilson. Touchdown, Tech. Here's an inside handoff for Lamar Miller to the five. Here we go. Touchdown, Lamar Miller. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio presents special coverage of the NFL Draft. And now, this is the NFL Fantasy Live Draft Recap Show, featuring the fantasy football experts of the NFL. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. The NFL Draft never seems to end, Fabs. It was, it was over on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're breaking it down. It's like it, it never ends. You gotta it, love ne- it. Never. You gotta love it. it. It's like the regular season in April. It's Christmas. For fantasy football fans and NFL fans alike. Yeah, we're breaking it down here for you, telling you what we liked, what we saw over the past few days, and how this is going to affect your fantasy team coming up this season. We'll also take a look at how other players have seen their values increased or decreased by what we saw over Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This hour on the show, we're going to basically uh, focus on the skill position players who were selected, how we think they're going to matter, how they're going to go in your draft this fall or this summer when you have it. Then in the second hour of the show, we're going to get into... Really just how players around them and what teams have done to affect their fantasy level. Teams like the Bears and the Jets and teams that had wholesale changes. Boy, how did I know we were going to talk about the Jets? Because I'm a Jets fan. We're going to talk Cowboys. You're a Cowboy fan. Not really. Really? I mean, you got Morris Claiborne, which... I thought you told me you're not really a Cowboy fan. Was a phenomenal... No, I'm absolutely a Cowboys fan, but 
from a fantasy perspective, unless you're talking about the Cowboys' defense, there's not much to talk about. Hey, you know, we'll talk about, you know, once you get to, like, week 12, week 13, week 14, those defenses become really, really valuable. Sure. It starts to get there. But let's talk about the skill position, guys. And obviously, uh, when I come away from this, you and I did the show on NFL.com on Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. We saw how all these picks went. And I think after the first couple of guys, we all said the same thing to each other. We said... Maybe this guy, maybe this guy, not a lot of definitive, okay, this guy's going to come in, we're going to mm-hmm. plug him in right here, and he's going to be a big stud for you in fantasy this year. There's been a lot of, eh, you know, possibly out there, which I know is which is why we're here, what we're doing, what we're doing because Correct. we're telling people who to like and who we don't like, but still it would make it a lot easier if there were more of those guys out there, but there just wasn't on Thursday and Friday. The thing is that every year you're going to see players, rookie players, come out of nowhere and suddenly they make – this this impact uh, last year, most of the big names AJ Green, Julio Jones, they made a nice impact. They made a, probably a bigger impact than most people thought. A- Andy Dalton was very good. Demarco Murray was very good. He wasn't a name we were talking about though in the preseason very much because it was supposed to be Felix Jones's job. So we talk about opportunity, and opportunity is sort of easy to pick out right now. But when you get back into the summertime and training camp start and the preseason opens up and injuries happen and certain players outperform others, just like in the case of the Cowboys, if Felix Jones goes down, you see an injury, and then DeMarco Murray, all of a sudden he's got an opportunity, bang, he explodes. So we're going to be talking about Andrew Luck. We're going to be talking about RG3 and Trent Richardson, who I have said on Twitter and on NFL Network that I do have uh, a fantasy man crush on because the guy is just... He is in such a great position to succeed statistically this year in moving forward. Uh, but there's also going to be some players, Jason, that we're going to talk about in the next two hours who maybe people don't know that could potentially make an impact once the season starts or is underway. Yeah, those are guys we're going to get to as we break down the running back, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver positions. But let's start with Trent Richardson here. I mean, obviously, we've had some time to break this down. Mm-hmm. He's a Cleveland Brown. So, number one, that's a strike against him. But he's also going to— What gonna do you mean? Because he's a Cleveland there Brown. There wasn't a better place for him to land. No, there's not a better—but he still plays for Cleveland. Okay. Right, he, they're still okay. going to—you know, this is a team that when they kicked the field goal last year, they had a parade in the flats in, 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 in Cleveland. He's going to carry the ball 300 times. He's going to get that opportunity. Yes. I see him having a lot of Montario Hardesty-type games, maybe 33 carries for 105 yards, Could 110 be. yards of a touchdown, which is absolutely fine because fantasy-wise, he's going to be that guy. Of all the players you see here, the guy that is your surest sensation where you can say, I'm going to take a guy and I can take him early, and he can be a number one running back for mm-hmm. my team, it's Trent Richardson. There's nobody else that falls in that category. I, I want to give you – don't look at my computer here for a second, Smith. I, I want to give you some numbers. That's a lot of pictures of Lindsay Lohan. Sorry, I'm not supposed to look. I'm sorry. No, that's but actually – that's blonde hair, Lindsay. Actually, go with the red hair, Lindsay. It's Ryan Tannehill's wife. Um, oh, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, I see now. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Lauren Tannehill, yeah. Oh, and by the way, congratulations to the Dolphins on, on Lauren Tannehill. I mean, not so much on Ryan Tannehill, but Lauren Tannehill, congratulations. Whew, she is something else. Anyways, can we get back to football here, Smith? Sure. I'm sorry. I was looking at your computer. Now I'm not. not 1,177 rushing yards. Okay. 11 rushing touchdowns, 61 catches, 477 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Whose stat line was that two years ago? 1177 yards. Uh, whose stat line was that two years ago? Maurice Jones-Drew. No. Frank Gore. No. Those are pretty darn good fantasy numbers, by Those the way. Are good. That's why I guessed them. That was okay. pretty good fantasy numbers. I'll give you a hint. Okay. John Madden. Peyton Hillis. Yes. 
Peyton Hillis. Now, this was two years ago with probably the same offensive line, if not worse, than it is now. And he was able to compile those numbers. Who was the quarterback for the Browns two years ago? It was still Colt McCoy. <laughs> I think Trent Richardson is ten times more talented than Peyton Hillis. And I'm not saying that Trent Richardson's going to have 13 touchdowns. Eight to ten, I could see. I can absolutely see him going for 1,500 scrimmage yards this year. Eight to ten scores, somewhere around 40 or 50 receptions. He's got the complete game. Now, Mike Mayock, who is the draft guru here at the NFL Network and NFL.com, uh, I really trust what he says in his analysis. And when he said months ago that this was going to be the best running back to come out of college since Adrian Peterson in 2007, my eyes opened up. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I don't watch college football as intensely as I do the NFL. I work strictly NFL. I'm talking all NFL. It's well, kind of hard. Didn't you go to Southern Connecticut State? They didn't even have I went a to Central team. Connecticut State. Central Connecticut so, State. They don't right, have football. Is, exa- that, is that even a co-ed school? Did girls go there? They did. Oh, okay. They right, did. Just making Smith. sure, because I didn't know. Listen, not all of us can go to Syracuse. All I right, went pal? to a football factory. <laughs> all right? I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight exactly. face. Exactly. So, right. When was the last time that team was good? So, yeah. anyways, um, the, the fact of the matter is that Trent Richardson is just in a great, great position to succeed in fantasy football right away. Yeah, it, right it, away. Yeah. It's a difference between reality and fantasy. And and he's someone that I look at Trent Richardson and I think, all right, he's going to have a lot of games where he gets the tough yards. He's going mm-hmm. he's going to have some twenty five carry, eighty seven yard games, but he's going to produce between eight and fourteen points at least a week because he's going to get that opportunity. To me, because of, of how the NFL is right now, and, and look, we've seen it the last few years with the devaluing of the running back position, mm-hmm. he's someone that honestly he's a low end number one. You know, I, depending where you're going to draft, I completely, he's a low-end number com- one. I completely agree with you. And I said this on Twitter when he was drafted and people went nuts. Although I can't see how I'm wrong in stating that I would take Trent Richardson over Adrian Peterson all day long in 2012. All day long. I don't care about reports that Peterson's going. Uh, he's, he won a wind sprint contest with some of his teammates already coming off the ACL. Wait until he's got a plant and cut and, and he's got a 300-pound defensive lineman on his back. As much as I've loved Adrian Peterson in the past, Trent Richardson's a better player coming up into 2012. The same goes for Darren McFadden. Listen, McFadden's fantastic, but the guys he, he's, he's a glass chandelier. He's always hurt. Trent Richardson, to me, is a top 10 fantasy running back right now. We're not talking dynasty. We're talking seasonal. Top 10, second-round pick. If you get him in the third round, I think you're going to get a steal. The thing is, how many rookie running backs have actually made a great impact over the last three years? I think the the player who's had the best fantasy point total in that time is Sean Marino, and he was 17th or 18th, something like that. Two years ago, it was Javid Best this past year. It was Murray, and he was 30th at running back. Throw that away. This is, this is a guy who could be the best running back in a Cleveland Browns uniform since Jim Brown. Yeah, they don't have a long list of... Of running backs who no, I mean unless you we, want to we, talk we, about we looked at the Browns Hall of Fame. Ernest Biner, Kevin Mack, Ruben yeah. Jones rushed for a thousand yards. Greg Pruitt, Mike Pruitt, Jam- Jamal Lewis had a thousand yards. There's not that much. He could be the second best ever 
when you compare him to Jim Brown. So let's talk fantasy cliff then. Just real quick, just on Trent. We're going to get to fantasy cliffs of all the rookies coming up throughout the show tonight. Yeah, we're going to be falling off cliffs all night. Yeah, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com. If you're looking to where you're going to draft him, Right. I, I look at the, the top five guys that we're going to look at. Look at MJD. You can't even put Matt Forte in the top five. No, anymore not right now. No, no, Michael no, Bush. no. But you throw you throw him out there with that with that guys with Lashawn McCoy with Ray Rice and you have okay. You have you have our top five. Right, Michael Turner maybe. Uh, I think five up. is Ryan Matthews. Right, five. Yeah, oh, I love Ryan Matthews. I do season. too. The Chargers didn't Ryan draft Matthews anybody that's going to make an impact in the backfield. No, and he's going to get all the carries now. There's nobody out there that's going to take it away mm-hmm. from him. He 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 could be. We could be talking about him as a top five. guy guy a year from now. But outside of those five guys, mm-hmm. maybe it's the first round four guys, that's where Richardson to me is going. Well, it's question marks. And you and I have talked about this. Whether it's health this. or whatever it is, sure. Exactly. And you know what? We can go through the running backs. Matt Forte was fantastic when he was healthy last season. Question got mark. hurt. But you've got three question marks with him, okay? Number one, is he going to hold out? That's a huge question mark, okay? Number two, Michael Bush is there. And Michael Bush is going to potentially see short yardage work, goal line work. And third is the overall transition of just about every team in the league to a backfield committee. I'm not saying that Forte is going to split carries straight down the middle with Michael Bush, but he's not going to see a workload like, say, a Chris Johnson. Because they did ink Bush for a reason. They gave him, what was it, four years and $14 million yeah. or something like that. And I'll tell you right now, I think he's, I think he is a prime holdout candidate. And when you look at holdout candidates, especially at the running back position, Jason, Chris Johnson last year, we saw it with Larry Johnson years ago, we saw it with Steven Jackson. It's a red flag. Now you want to you go even further than that with with guys that have question marks. You talked about Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Even if he does come back, Toby Gerhardt's going to get the goal line carries. He's going to play on third down because they're going to want to limit Adrian Peterson's mm-hmm. wear and tear. So he's not going to get those that type mm-hmm. of responsibility. Rashard Mendenhall, when he gets back, whenever Blah. he gets back, Blah. is going to get that. No. I take I take Richardson ahead of Beanie Wells. I take him ahead of Willis McGahee. I take him ahead of a lot of guys. I take him ahead, I of, take him ahead of Marshawn Lynch. I take oh I'm, I I'm, take him ahead. Oh, of... I'm scared of that Marshawn. Oh, he got paid now. Finally, I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't take... know. I, I, even I take him ahead of Gore. I take him ahead of Stephen Jackson. I take ahead of Jamal Charles. I'll take ahead of Michael Turner, who you, I think is going to be the biggest bust at running back this season, and we can talk about that. But do you take him ahead of Chris Johnson? No. no. You and I both like I a bounce like back Johnson. year for Chris Johnson. I like Chris Johnson, Johnson this season. We saw him last season. He I was know. awful. Holdout. Reports were that he wasn't really in great shape to begin the season. The offensive line had question marks. I really like Chris Johnson this season. I am... Not timid at all about drafting him late first round in a 12-team league, uh, early second round in a 10-team league. All right, it's Jason Smith and Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. Your fantasy questions, 888-XM-FANTASY. That's 888-963-2682. Coming up next, we'll break down the quarterback position and tell you what guys you have to draft and where you draft guys like Andrew Luck and RG3 or Kirk Cousins if Shanna Hannigan winds up working out in Washington a little bit. You never know. Kirk Cousins could be starting week one. It's Mike Shanahan. If that happens, Mike Shanahan's going to be unemployed by week two. (laughs) Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano. It's XM87 Series 210. NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. With the first pick in the 2012 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Andrew Luck. With the second pick 
the Washington Redskins select Robert Griffin III. Sometimes you pick theme songs, sometimes theme songs pick you. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. As we break down the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective here, as you heard Commissioner Roger Goodell making that announcement on Thursday night. Fabs and I both are on NFL.com and, and doing draft breakdown on Thursday and Friday. Spent a lot of time on it this weekend, so now we're going to kind of make sense of the big guys selected. Also tell you some sleepers that you can put away when you have your draft coming up later on this year. Now, we talk about luck and Robert Griffin, mm-hmm. Fabs, and, and I think fantasy-wise, and it, it's weird because we've known Andrew Luck is going to be the number one pick for so long, so we're focusing a lot on RG3. And mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, you know, RG3 is an ex-Cam Newton, he's all these things. And we forget that Andrew Luck is coming into this draft and came into it with the highest grade of any quarterback since John Elway. Yeah. He's going to get every opportunity to throw this year. Mm-hmm. He's, going to, he's, he's got... Reggie Wayne to play the Steve Smith, Cam Newton type role there. They got a couple of tight ends. They got his tight end and Kobe, Kobe Fleener. Fleener. Mm-hmm. They're going to make some moves. I wouldn't be surprised to see them sign a running back uh, to help fortify that position in, in the coming weeks and mm-hmm. make things easier for him. Possibly Cedric Benson, who's still out there. But I see Andrew Luck as someone who can come in and, because he's that good, mm-hmm. potentially duplicate Peyton Manning's rookie season. That's 3,700 yards, minus 26 touchdowns, picks. minus the 28 picks. 3,700, 26 touchdowns, That's... 28 picks. That was Peyton Manning. I think maybe 3,700, 26, 15 or 60. He's going to throw some picks because he's a rookie quarterback. But right. this is a guy who's going to come in, and he's going to be someone you draft him as your number two quarterback and wait and see what happens. I think you definitely draft him as a two. You don't want to draft him as a one. And I think people are going to get tied up into Cam Newton and comparing especially Robert Griffin the third, but also Andrew Luck from a rookie perspective to Cam Newton. And I think people out there need to know that Cam Newton was an anomaly. That's never going to happen again. Cam Newton's not going to be Cam Newton again in, in 2012. He's not going to duplicate those numbers. Um, with that said, this is a passing league. The NFL rules uh, have changed so much over the last few seasons where we are seeing the rise of quarterbacks and, and sort of the fall of the running back position in a lot of cases. Uh, clearly not in Trent Richardson's case. But it's easier for quarterbacks to put up numbers. Last year, I actually rode Matt Moore down the stretch to a championship in one of my leagues. Matt Moore. Sure you can. You can do that now. So you can't dismiss these guys anymore. Jason, I've been doing this for 12 years. And way back when, even when it was Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco coming into the league, you you sort of dismissed them a little bit. You said, well, they're rookies. Rookie quarterbacks don't typically put up big numbers. And again, it's not going to be a Cam Newton impact, but even Andy Dalton was good last year. He wasn't a great fantasy quarterback, but he was certainly somebody you can use based on the matchups. And I think Luck's going to be a step better than that. So he'll be off the board somewhere in the middle to late rounds in a seasonal draft. He'll be the number one overall picked, or at least a top three pick in dynasty leagues. The weapons have improved. He's got Reggie Wayne. Austin Collie is there. They also have Donnie Avery plus Kobe Fleener. Uh, Dwayne Allen, too. They also drafted. Maybe they're going like the Patriots. The NFL is a copycat league. Maybe they're trying to get the next Gronkowski and Hernandez combination. But he has got some clear-cut value. He is going to go ahead of a lot of quarterbacks who we know the names of, Matt Castle, uh, guys like Mark Sanchez. Sorry, Smith. I know you're going to get ticked no, I'm off. A, hey, no, I, I agree with you. No, I, hey, look, I'll tell you where I'll take where There I'll take are him. There are quarterbacks. Uh, I, think, I think he's in that Josh Freeman, Carson Palmer area. And I'm a guy who likes upside. So I draft him ahead of Palmer because I don't think he has any upside. I think Freeman actually will bounce back this year. But he's sort of in that 
14 to 17, 18 range at quarterback, and I think he's more on the high end of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the guys I'll draft ahead of Andrew Luck and RG3 because I think they're both in the same boat as far as where you're going to draft them. They're mm-hmm. both very similar, and we're going to wait. You're going to get him as number two quarterbacks mm-hmm. and hope that they come out They come out for you. Unlike Cam Newton, who went undrafted in a lot of leagues In most year. leagues, yes. I'll take Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Newton, Brady, Stafford, Eli, Romo, probably Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Vic, Pey- Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, probably Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. and I'll also take Matt Schaub. What about Cutler? Cutler, yeah, Cutler has also moved up there. I mean, they, the Bears did phenomenal work this offseason in turning him into a, a fantasy starter. I, I think he's someone, Jay Cutler now, so who's gone from being the number two guy to being the number one so guy. You're looking, so you're looking at the Saints. Those are the guys I would draft ahead you're, of You're looking at a, you're looking at a, in a 12-team league, a high-end two, in a 10-team league, more, more on the high-end uh, of the twos. And I agree with you. So uh, my question to you here, my friend, RG3 or Andrew Luck in a seasonal fantasy league? I'm going to go with Andrew Luck simply because there's a reason why this guy has been so good for mm-hmm. so long, why we've talked about him for so long. Robert Griffin, the reason we talk about him so much is he's a new guy, mm-hmm. and he was someone fun to talk about because we've heard about Andrew Luck. He's been a great player for three years. He has a lot of starts under his belt in Stanford. We know how good he's going to be. He's got that pedigree. Not only is he a safer pick, I think he can put up better numbers this season. Now, RG3 is also going to give you that running threat, and maybe get in the end zone a little bit. But don't forget, Andrew Luck is the same way. You know, he's a little more mobile than people give him credit for. The Colts are going to let him throw the football. They're going to let him come out, and they're going to let him hit the ground running and go, and you make mistakes, and you throw the football, and you do whatever you want to. I'm nervous about how Mike Shanahan's going to handle RG3. I'm nervous about how much he's going to try to square peg round hole RG3. As much <laughs> as he says, oh, we're going to let Robert Griffin be his own guy, but mm-hmm. still, you know, Mike Shanahan's going to say, I want you to fit into this system somehow. You know that's going to happen. That's not going to happen with Andrew Luck. I think Luck is the guy to come in. They're going to let him throw the football. He's a guy that's going to put up more fantasy points than RG3. And by the end of the season, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be Andrew Luck over RG3. And you could even be starting him down the stretch, a la Matt Moore last year, depending on how things go schedule-wise and where you are with your team. I agree with that part of it. And I am going to disagree with you on who I would take, Luck or RG3. I'm going to take RG3, and, and here's why. Listen, you're you're right about luck. He actually can give you some numbers on the ground, but not like Robert Griffin III. And you know who my fantasy man crush was last season. Tim Tebow. You you mentioned Tebow. And look, and and now this year the Jets got him. So I'm very excited. And and the reason why is because when you have a quarterback who can beat teams with his legs and score fantasy points with his legs, it is so much of an advantage. Tim Tebow last year – his completion percentage was 46 and a half. Okay, I could probably do that. You could probably do that. I'd have maybe, to throw maybe, short, though. Maybe I not can't, I can't go deep. But he was so good in fantasy, he averaged, what, 15, 16 fantasy points a game because of what he can do with his legs. I can see Robert Griffin III rushing for 500 yards and scoring eight touchdowns on the ground, Jason. And I think he has better weapons around him in the pass attack. Uh, it's close now that the Colts did make some moves in the draft. Uh, adding a adding a Kobe Fleener and adding a, a Dwayne Allen, but Mike Shanahan, listen, and our friend Adam Rank from NFL Fantasy Live coined the phrase Shanahanigans, and I know it's hard to trust Mike Shanahan, but if Mike Shanahan dares to bench Robert Griffin III for Rex Grossman, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, or anybody else, he is going to be on the first train out of Washington D.C. Okay, 
This is the guy. This is a franchise quarterback. When was the last time the Skins had a franchise quarterback like this? A guy they drafted with so much hype. And again, we talked about how the NFL is a passing league. He's got a rocket arm. Again, he's not going to be Cam Newton. Cam Newton scored almost 370 fantasy points on NFL.com last season. If Robert Griffin III scores 100 fewer than that, say 270, that's great. That's fantastic. That is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. But here's where I poke holes in in your Robert Griffin doing it with his legs type situation. Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow and even Cam Newton are different quarterbacks than Robert Griffin. They're designed running plays that they're going to come in and run because that's what they are. They're big. They're bruisers. They're going to take on tacklers. And they're not someone that you have to worry about them getting hurt every time they carry the football just because they're that big. That's part of their game, who they are, designed runs. There's not going to be many designed runs for Robert Griffin, who is a little bit smaller in stature, and they want to want to keep him healthy. They're not going to try to run him on the outside with a, with a brand-new team that's starting over. I don't think he's going to get that type of opportunities. He's going to get those scrambling opportunities. He's going to get those Michael Vic scrambling opportunities, which means, are there going to be games where he has 70, 80 yards rushing because he has three, four, five big runs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's also the possibility he could get hurt, so they're going to want to limit that, but there's also going to be games where he doesn't run for a lot of yardage because that's not going to be part of what he does. They're going to get him outside, they're going to throw the football, he's going to scramble a bit, but I, you're not going to be able to count on him. You're not going to be able to go into every game and say, okay, I'm can, I can count on 80 yards rushing and a touchdown from Robert Griffin before so, he throws a football, like you could for Tebow. Tebow last year was different. You walked into every game with Tebow saying, if he doesn't throw a pass, and there were some games where I don't think he actually threw a pass, you go into a game <laughs> and you know Tebow's going to run for 80 yards and a touchdown, right? So that's going to be 14 points mm-hmm. before he even throws a pass. Anything you get past that, he's going to get you upwards of 20 points, 23 fantasy points in standard leagues. So you have that. I don't think you can count on that for Robert Griffin. So you don't think the Redskins are going to call plays, running plays for a guy who rushed for 699 yards and 10 touchdowns in his last year of college. Not as many as they call for Tebow. Well, Not no, as many well, as they'll call for Tebow, Cam Newton. Tebow was an anomaly and in Cam that. They had no pass attack. They had Their whole game plan in Denver was run the football, run the football, run the football. Willis McGahee is 100 years old. How many games did he have last year where you had said, God, he rushed the ball 33 times? <laughs> That's So, no, in that aspect, I completely agree with you. But... They are certainly going to use Robert Griffin's legs to their advantage uh, this season and moving forward. So, Dynasty League, Griffin or Luck? You still like Luck? I'm still going Luck because I still okay. like the guys who throw I think the it's closer there in a Dynasty League. But seasonal, because of the, the intangibles with the legs, uh, and actually we're watching on NFL Network right now, I'm going, I'm going with RG3. It's close, though. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com. Number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. XM87 Series 210 as we break down the quarterbacks taken in the first round of the NFL draft uh, over the weekend. Two other guys we have to get to here for a second because Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of value. I I don't see them having a lot of value. But Brandon Whedon goes to the Cleveland Browns. Ryan Tannehill goes to the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Tannehill is, is very much of a... A project. I see him potentially in a Blaine Gabbert type situation where he has to get thrown to the Wolves because they took him in the first round. I don't know that he's ready. I think he's a year away. I don't think he has fantasy value. Mm-hmm. Brandon Whedon, if if he gets it and and midway through the season, if you have injuries, could you pick him up as he a number will, two? He in will the be end? the Brown starter this he year. He will be, but is he going to be fantasy ready? No. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, looking, I don't. You have any other value outside of the first two? You're looking at Whedon being more of a dynasty player. And he's 28, so hopefully that that age and uh, life experience will help him turn the corner a little bit quicker than some of the younger guys. But I agree with you. This is not going to be a situation where you're going to be able to plug him in unless you're absolutely desperate. Because 
the Browns are going to be a running team. And as a fantasy owner, you know what I want to see? Hand the ball off to Richardson. <laughs> hand the ball off to Richardson and hand the ball off to Richardson. You're so going to I don't see, that. see yes. Whedon. Ryan Tannehill's looking at his wife excites me more than he does in fantasy. Sure. And I think it excites him more. I too. don't know. Well, it's funny. If you look at his Twitter, it doesn't say Miami Dolphins quarterback. It says married to Lauren Tannehill. Nice! Which, hey, might you know be, which might be the bigger of the two accomplishments in life, to I be quite it, honest I with you. I think it is. Embrace so, who you are. A lot of people can't get drafted the first round. David Garrard. Matt Moore was underrated last year. He played pretty well down the stretch. And I don't know that Tannehill starts more than a handful of games if he starts any games at all. I, I think if the Dolphins are out of contention, which... At this point, Jason, we could probably agree they, they probably will be. I think they're out of contention now. By midseason. Then you could see Tannehill come in and play, but I just don't see him making a huge impact. Remember, Newton was the anomaly. Dalton was good. But then Christian Ponder? Ugh. All those guys Blaine that were Gabbert, taken way ugh. earlier than they were supposed to. So, although rookie quarterbacks have more potential to put up better numbers, let's not get crazy. All right, hit us up on Twitter at SiriusXMFantasy. Fabiano is Michael underscore Fabiano. I am at HowAboutAFresca. I want to get your questions I could in go for a Fresca right now, actually. Fresca, Diet Fresca. Diet Fresca is, is you know, if you get the, the thing is the, the regular Fresca is very syrupy sweet. It's very, it's a little, a little too sweet. <laughs> Breaking down Fresca. Jason well, Smith. Little, hey, okay, more of a fantasy impact this year. Fresca or Brock Osweiler? <laughs> you know, when they drafted Osweiler, I said, oh, there's a quarterback competition going now in Denver. There's going to be a yeah, controversy sure. there. Well, all right, let, let, me, let me throw this out there real quick because we've got running backs coming up here. Yeah. Peyton Manning, we don't know how healthy he's going to be. Okay. Right? But they're, they're loading up on weapons for him. They're bringing, they brought in some guys they are going to be, so they're going to be a much better off. Demarius Thomas is another year sure. that he's had to. He's a terrific, you know, Eric Decker had a terrific first yeah. a few weeks last year before mm-hmm. Tim Tebow started ignoring him. So you know they got the weapons out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning gets hurt. Say something happens, he's out three weeks, a month, whatever it is. At this point, do you think you can pick up Brock Osweiler? Well, I, I think, wouldn't it be Caleb Haney that would come in? I don't know. I, too? Uh, I think Did Os- you see Caleb Haney play I football know, last Osweiler's year? Osweiler is just so raw. It doesn't matter. He's so raw. Okay, what I've seen from Caleb Haney, I'll put Osweiler in ahead of him. He'll no, wind up being the backup. Know. They have stuff invested in him. God right. forbid. They, they got God Haney forbid just Peyton Manning gets get hurt, anybody. Jason. God oh, of forbid from not. a fantasy perspective. But c- could you see somebody getting plugged into there in Denver and being fantasy worthy? Because no. they are going to be much better offensively than they were last year. I know, but no. No. I, 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 not unless I was in a deep 2QB league or desperate out of my mind. No. No. All right. Coming up. It's Peyton Manning or bust, my friend. We get to the run. I think you actually have that spray painted on your car, I think. When I came in, you're, you're that, that's old Honda beater that's parked in the first parking spot when I come in? With, with no rims on it, yes. Right, very That's nice. right. With ripped interior. And yeah. the Central Connecticut State bumper sticker on there. Go Blue Devils. <laughs> Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com. Coming up next, we'll break down the running backs. Is there more value outside of Trent Richardson? Can you draft some players who are going to actually help you out this fall? Franchise quarterbacks, number one receivers, and stud running backs. The future stars of fantasy football are on display at the NFL Draft. This is the NFL Fantasy Live Draft Recap Show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. 
Jeff Tate will stop by as well, I think. Give us his fantasy take on probably Seattle, right? You know, that's I saw, where Queensryche is from, Seattle? Because I follow Queensryche on Facebook. Yes, I am a, a nice. 80s hairband guy, guy just, like, just like you are. And he's bald now. Yeah. He's bald, so. That happens. It looked a little weird. That's, that's <laughs> it looked right. a little strange. <laughs> I remember him back in the day with the flowing locks. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, XM87, Sirius 210, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. As we break down the NFL draft, tell you where your guys are headed fantasy-wise, who you should take, who you should not take. We're into the running backs right now. Get to the wide receivers coming up later on this hour. And the funny thing about the running backs position, Fabs, is that every time we celebrate a running back getting taken in fantasy, we have to say, all right, great, this guy. But there's always someone we go, oh, now this guy's off my board. Because it's it's not like quarterbacks where okay this guy comes in he's going to be good he'll be fantasy worthy because he's someone that that winds up drafting that you're not going to draft in regardless same thing with wide receivers but every time you draft a running back it's like okay that's great but now that means this guy's value is done we saw Doug Martin get drafted we saw David Wilson get drafted now we know okay great but that means Ahmad Bradshaw's value takes a hit Legarrette Blunt's value takes a hit even when Lamichael James got drafted we know Frank Gore's value takes a hit. But let's start with the two guys who were drafted back-to-back into the first round. The Bucks take Doug Martin. The Giants take David Wilson. Doug Martin, first thing, Fabs, is that you knew they were going to try to replace LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. They weren't happy with him. He was a kind of a found guy a couple of years ago. Didn't have a great year last year. But I'll, I'll tell you what, Boise State running backs, Fabs, don't really excite me in the NFL. Not, but, many, not many guys have cut through that I could say, hey, Doug Martin's going to be the guy here. But can you name any, Boise, uh, any significant Boise State running backs to come out of? college that actually had an opportunity to make a fantasy impact can you off the top of your head boys used to ian johnson oh no he didn't come he, on man no he married christy Popadix. so it. i mean okay and, and i get into the habit of this too but i get into the habit of this where it's sort of bigger schools and a lot of players come out well, like give me, like, uh, like notre dame for example yeah. i talked to you about notre dame who's come out of notre dame offensively in the last 10 years that's done anything in fantasy. Right. I mean, but nobody. it's also more Boise State in general. Guys have come out of Boise State and really made waves in the NFL. It's opportunity. Not many guys. It's opportunity. And listen, Doug Martin is a guy who can be a three-down back. LeGarrette Blunt last year proved two things. He can't block and actually proved three things. He can't block, he can't catch, and he has a occasional fumbling problem. So if Doug Martin, and I think he's the starter. I, I mean, you're not going to hear... Uh, Shiano come out and say that he's going to be the starter right away, but he's going to be the starter. And Shiano's going to love to run the football. We saw that at Rutgers. He likes to run the football. And he's got a three-down dynamic back. And Doug Martin's value is it, – it's sort of almost flip-flop because you just mentioned that, well, LeGarrette Blunt's value takes a hit because Doug Martin is there. To me, Doug Martin's hit – the value takes a little bit of a hit because Blunt is there because he's going to lose potentially some short yardage uh, work. He'll lose some goal line work. But – to me, Martin is the guy. You don't draft a running back in the first round without planning on utilizing him. And the Buccaneers just, I don't see a lot of faith in LeGarrette Blunt. And listen, running backs come out of the woodwork nowadays and, and, and put up good totals. The Buccaneers thought enough of this kid to take him in the first round when they already had LeGarrette Blunt in their pocket. And to me, that signals the changing of the guard. And Blunt will now be the handcuff for Martin. Martin will be a guy that you draft in the middle round someplace as potentially a flex starter. Uh, I like him this year. He's not going to set the world on fire, but I do like him. 
All right, speaking of Doug Martin, Fab says he's a three-down back, doesn't need to come off the field. Here's Martin this weekend on the Sirius XM NFL Radio's Late Hits talking about what type of back he thinks he is. Being very versatile as a back, um, not going to run inside tackles, outside the tackles. Um, I took a lot of pride in passing and catch, catching balls out the backfield as well. So just being that complete back, um, you know, this is my, you know, my advantage. I, I agree with you, Fabs, that he's the, the, the running back ahead on the death chart mm-hmm. because they drafted him in the first round. I just don't know that his production is going to merit what you would take a guy in the first round. And also, no, that middle rounds, middle you know, rounds. We, we, you know, we, no, 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 I mean, take him in the first oh, round. Oh, I understand, draft, okay. That, that pedigree is going to translate into fantasy for me. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. You know, and, and plus, I think about players, from, we talk about Oklahoma wide receivers when they get drafted. Do we want to take them? They don't make a dent in the But NFL. you have a lot of examples I'm, I'm just, of Oklahoma I'm, I'm wide receivers from this guy. What, what examples do you have of running no, backs of, from of Boise State? all Boise State guys in general, it's hard for them to get in. Look, I watched Kyle Wilson underachieve for the last three years in New York. It's not. It, it's hard, whether it's because of the caliber of football I I think running back's a different there. position. Here, we'll, we'll find take out football early. out of backfield, find hole in line of scrimmage, run forward. They have to talk like cavemen? It's that, not. But it's not rocket science. <laughs> David Wilson's another guy in the same type of that situation. That is my caveman impersonation, by the way. Uh, but he, it is pretty good. You, should, you could have been on Caveman when it was on. I think it was on for like an episode and a half. Captain Caveman? David Wilson goes to the Giants, uh-huh. and... We thought this is going to be finally on my Bradshaw is going to get the role all to himself, maybe a little bit of DJ Ware, but suddenly the Giants feel we had to replace Brandon Jacobs losing him. So now mm-hmm. they bring in David Wilson. I think this is a little bit flip-flop. I do agree Martin will come in as a starter. Garrett Blunt's going to wind up fighting for his job sure. a little bit. I think Ahmad Bradshaw goes in as the incumbent number yes. one, and Wilson comes in as that complimentary back. Yes. I think he has less value. I mean, Martin's a guy. Would I take a flyer on him late? Yeah, but it wouldn't be till really, really late. Wilson's he a won't guy be on the board. I, then I, I, I don't know. Wilson's one of those guys where if it comes down to Wilson and DJ Ware, who do you wind up taking? Because you don't know about. Well, him. I think Wilson has the upside, and to me, Wilson is going to be one of the best handcuffs in fantasy. Unfortunately. I don't know that he's going to be on the board at a point when someone who drafts him on Bradshaw is going to be able to get him yeah. because people see rookie upside. They see the Giants. Uh, they think of even Brandon Jacobs last year. There were times once Bradshaw was, was back in at 100% that you can maybe use him as a flex starter. So the other thing that you have to worry about with Bradshaw is that, boy, he's he's had the foot problems and he, he's had the leg problems and he missed time last season. So – if you do draft Ahmad Bradshaw, you're going to want to target Wilson. And if you don't draft Bradshaw, you can still target Wilson somewhere in the middle to late rounds as someone who could be a fourth running back with the potential to be more in the event that Bradshaw gets hurt. And Bradshaw is known for getting a little dinged up. He's had the, he's had these problems in the past. Now, that, that's the one thing what I like doing is, is being a riverboat gambler in fantasy. When it gets to the later rounds, especially because of, of how the running back position is now, mm-hmm. I'm okay with taking a lot of flyers late. Because, because Philadelphia with, Flyers. With the way, exactly, yes. I'll take, I'll take uh, Simone Gagne, Bill Barber, Bobby Clark. I'll take some of those I, guys. I, the only guy I know is Eric Lindros, and I'm sure he's long retired, right? Yeah, I don't know he, anything he has about been, hockey. He has been long Once retired. Once the Whalers left, that was it. So you're not going to do any fantasy hockey shows? No. Oh, okay. I would not have the first clue. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind if, if I can't get a running back, a stud running back up front in the first two rounds that I know is going to get the ball 250 times a mm-hmm. year. He's going to get me over 300 fantasy points mm-hmm. or around 300 fantasy points. I don't mind waiting till the end and taking chances on a lot of guys because all you need is one or two of them to come through. You know, if you have four or five guys where their timeshares, you don't need all four or five guys. You just have to hope one or two come through in your way, and you're fine. I, I agree with you. You're absolutely fine. And, so and I'm okay with gambling late. Let's go down the list. Maybe last year was a little bit different because of so many running backs getting hurt. 
But if you took Michael Bush late, you got to steal. Oh, you got, if you, you took to Demarco Murray late, you got to steal for a month. Sure, until he got if hurt. You, if you took Roy Hallou, you you got some value there for a few mm-hmm. weeks, right? So no, you're absolutely right, and and you go with upside, and more importantly, you go with players who maybe they're not starters, but they're playing behind guys that we know are very injury prone. I'll tell you right now, Jace. Taiwan Jones is going to be one of my biggest sleepers at running back this year because Darren McFadden is going to get hurt. Going to get it's hurt. not a matter of if he gets hurt. It's a matter of when he gets hurt. That's what you look at in fantasy when it comes to running backs who aren't so evidently valuable. That's what you do. All right. So one thing we saw, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com, breaking down the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective here. One thing we saw, we saw Michael James get drafted in the third round. Might have gone higher had yeah. he had a better 40-yard dash time, but you know people don't like the short guys who really aren't as fast. I think Michael James I fit, is a better player. I fit that category, yeah, short guys that, who aren't that fast. I, especially when, when it comes time to pay at lunch and you're reaching for your wallet, you really have a slow oh, time. Oh, Smith, stop you have a slow time. Are you kidding me? But Michael James said this week You on pull the, the wallet out when we go to Wendy's. <laughs> As my dad would say, did you bring your wallets in your other pants? I, I pulled that with him a couple of times. But Michael James had something pretty interesting to say this weekend on the Sirius XM NFL Radio's draft show. Says that whatever the 49ers want me to do, I'll do. I can do whatever they ask me to do. You know, if they want me to return, uh, I don't know if I can kick, but, you know, I can block some punch. I can do anything they ask me to do. You know, I'm really just excited to get out there and, you know, and compete. He, this is interesting because he's someone that is not going to get a ton of carries, but he's going to be on the field a lot. The Niners are going to try to find a way to try to get him in some of mm-hmm. his explosiveness on the field. We talked about them getting Brandon Jacobs. They also went off and got 47 wide receivers in the offseason because they need <laughs> yeah. to throw. They realized we've got to throw the football if we're going to win. Ground and pound will only get you so far. Yeah. Has there been anyone's fantasy value that has fallen as far this offseason as Frank Gore? He's gone from a, nah. from a borderline number one to now you have three running backs there. He's getting older. You know they're going to throw the football a little bit more. You never know. He's another guy that can't stay healthy. You, every, every week you have Frank Gore on your team, you're like, okay, he gave me 125 yards and a touchdown, and he didn't get hurt. He didn't limp off the field in the third quarter. He wasn't held out for a groin injury in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. I don't know that anybody's draft value has fallen further than Frank Gore. I, I think there are players that have seen their value fallen further, but in terms of big-name running backs – you're right. I don't know if Brandon Jacobs is actually going to make that roster now. I mean, you've got Michael James who's going to make the roster. You've got Kendall Hunter who's going to make the roster. Unless they decide that they're going to, as as our as our main man Dylan Milner behind the glass, the 49ers fan states, uh, Anthony Dixon is probably on his way out. James could be that Darren Sproles type. Not as much of an impact from a fantasy perspective, but I even saw an interview with. with uh, with Jim Harbaugh that said, I'm not going to dismiss James near the goal line because he was unbelievably successful at Oregon as a goal line option. So Gore's value does take a hit. Well, and that's why I, I say nobody further than Frank Gore because in the last three drafts, the Niners have drafted four running backs. Mm-hmm. So they know. So it's not. It's not like they're preparing for the inevitable ouster of Frank Gore. It's like they're trying to push him out the door at the same time as they're trying to make sure Frank Gore is gonna is gonna stay. Now, our producer Dylan Milner, who's been a 49ers fan since birth, yes. Uh, Dylan, do you disagree that they're looking to push Frank Gore out at some point? You know, it's a, a really weird situation when they signed Brandon Jacobs. Uh, what was it like a month ago? Now, uh-huh. I, I was really unhappy with with the signing because. Uh, you already have Anthony Dixon, who is your your big thumping back, so to speak, in San Francisco. And he was a six-round pick, and he's super cheap. So then you go out and you overspend on Brandon Jacobs, who's the exact same thing. And then you already have Kendall Hunter, who's this kind of scat-back guy. 
and you draft LaMichael James, and I'm torn because LaMichael James is awesome. He is great. But you already have the change of pace back with Kendall Hunter. So you now have two big backs, and you have two kind of change of pace backs, and you've got your every down back in Frank Gore. So one of those guys isn't going to make the team. I think Anthony Dixon's the odd man out. And I, I, the more I thought about it, I don't think that they drafted LaMichael James to be the, the change of pace back right now. I think what they did is they're eventually hoping that LaMichael James turns into the every down back and almost Kendall Hunter's the change of pace back, so to speak. I, I think that they're hoping that they could put a, uh, you know, 10, 15 more pounds on LaMichael James, and he'll be like Maurice Jones-Drew. LaMichael James is an inch taller than NJD, and he's 10 pounds lighter than NJD, and I think they're hoping that down the road in two years, LaMichael James becomes the guy. But for, for this next year and, and possibly the year after that, like Frank Gore is, is not the 20-22 not the, uh, 20, touch guy that he used to be. He's like a 15-touch guy, and you know he's like a third-round running back now in fantasy drafts. Maybe at, worse. At best. I feel I like mean, I'm talking to the director of scouting for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, yeah, that's, that's why we got Dylan back there yeah. to talk uh, a little San Francisco 49ers, but uh, he's absolutely right. And If you can only learn the other 31 teams like the Niners, you really have something. <laughs> Let's see. The, the Rams yeah. have... Gold and Steven blue uniforms. Jackson. Yeah, see, that's good. And who's their backup now, Dylan? And... Trunk candidate? Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and 49ers producer extraordinaire Dylan Milner. That's right. It is XM 87 Series 210. We're taking a look at the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective. There's a bit of the running back conversation. We'll have some more running backs, and we'll start in the wide receiver breakdown. Who do we like as guys you can put on your team this year? You can draft. If your draft was tomorrow, what wideouts are you taking? That's coming up next, XM 87 Series 210. Featuring the experts of NFL.com, this is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. This is the NFL Fantasy Live Draft Recap Show. Featuring the fantasy football experts of the NFL. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. We're looking at the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective. In the first hour of the show, we took a look at the quarterbacks, who you should draft, where you should draft them, who you should draft them ahead of. Going to finish up the running backs right now before we get to the wide receivers. And we spent the last few minutes talking about Doug Martin, David Wilson, guys worth taking flyers on later on in your draft. Not so much LaMichael James, very very crowded backfield situation there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Fabs, do you see any other running backs that were drafted? There's a couple of guys, so Isaiah Pedgo, Lamar Miller, the Miami Dolphins, maybe they're right. not happy with Danny Thomas. Do you see any other running backs who may have fantasy value at this point? Well, again, we talked about it earlier when you're, when you're looking at potentially finding a sleeper running back or someone who can help you late, find out who their back is that they're going to be behind on the depth chart. Isaiah Pete is definitely someone who will be drafted in seasonal leagues if you have Steven Jackson, who's getting up there in age, and they actually see Isaiah Pete as potentially their future running back, so he's got some value in dynasty leagues. Uh, Bernard Pierce, he could be fighting for the second spot on the depth chart behind Ray Rice, another potential handcuff there. Lamar Miller, I think he's third on the depth chart, Jason. I think he's going to see time on special teams, and when Reggie Bush's contract is up, which he's a free agent in 2013, you're going to see Daniel Thomas and Lamar Miller be the two du- the duo in the backfield for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, other guys I think you, you have in the back of your mind, but you don't exactly draft Vic Ballard for the Colts. 
Chris Rainey for the Steelers. Robert Turbin could be the backup for Marshawn Lynch in Seattle, so he's going to potentially have some seasonal value, but more of a dynasty league guy. All right, again, the number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Jason Smith and Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. One hour down, one to go. Coming up next, what wide receiver should you draft? Who has the most fantasy value? That's coming up next on Sirius 210XM87. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.